the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. See Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO, Minneapolis. 20 years of intelligent talk. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRostra. Former President Trump's impeachment trial is continuing on Capitol Hill. House managers gave their closing arguments. Now Mr. Trump's legal team is getting their turn. Earlier, as the session got underway this morning, Trump lawyer Michael Vanderveen said the impeachment proceeding was about personal payback. This case, unfortunately, is about political hatred. It has become very clear that the House Democrats hate Donald Trump. The trial could be headed for an up or down vote later today. Meanwhile, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's told colleagues he'll vote to acquit Mr. Trump. That'll end suspense over what the chamber's most influential Republican is thinking and would decide. And it probably slams the door on any chances that the former president would be found guilty once that vote is taken. 7.1 earthquake felt off the coast of northeastern Japan Saturday night. This is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. A deal is struck. Chicago Teachers Union has approved a tentative deal to get CPS students back in classrooms. But the devil is in the details. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11. Here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Hour 2 of the Northern Alliance Radio Network coming your way next with the headliner Mitch Berg. Of course, Valentine's Day tomorrow and our Cash for Couples contest giving you a chance to win $500. Enter once a day, every day, for the duration of the contest. Details at the Freedom Fan Club page at aim1280thepatriot.com. Another bone-chilling cold night tonight, 17 below. Wind chills around 30 below. Dangerously cold tomorrow with a high around 6 below. Expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that is making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, uh, the official blog of the disaffected right in the bluest of all cities. Saint, well, not the bluest. We've got uh, Saint, Minneapolis next door, but St. Paul right down there. And by the way, uh, we are told that there are... People, maybe not Republicans, but opponents to Melvin Carter queuing up to run for office after after watching really the the city's criminal justice situation degrade and decay into complete ruinous collapse uh, in front of our very eyes. This past week, uh, Bob Fletcher, who I would be amazed if he's not planning to try and run for mayor, he's uh, currently the sheriff of Ramsey County, not a big friend of the law-abiding gun owner, but certainly uh, a certain certainly someone who's come out as a staunch critic of uh, Governor uh, Mayor Melvin Carter, has been building, dare we say, burnishing his social media credentials, broadcasting live from the streets of St. Paul on uh, Friday and Saturday nights as he goes through the madness of life in St. Paul these days. Uh, he put out a piece on carjacking. This past uh, yesterday, I believe, a long uh, list of things to watch out for if you're a person living in St. Paul, as indeed I do, about keeping your head on a swivel, about not letting your car warm up on these cold mornings and walking straight out to it without keeping an eye out around you, about being careful if someone taps your car from behind, uh, from you know, gives you a quick bumper tap. It's very likely a trap. 
If someone hems you in on a deserted side street, it's very likely a trap. Someone waves a gun at you, it's very likely a trap. Uh, of course, it's we, we they walk through some of the uh, the potential responses to this. I'll be posting some uh, commentary on that on my blog on Monday. But we have I'd be amazed if Bob Fletcher isn't running for mayor. Uh, he seems to be doing making all the right moves to establish his profile as the candidate for those who've had enough and aren't taking anymore. Another fella, a restaurateur who owns a restaurant that in my life is distinguished by the fact that every single date, first date, first date I've ever had there has been a complete wheels come off date from the nether regions of Hades, just a complete disaster. I've never had a good first date. I've had good third, fourth, tenth dates there. That's fine. Uh, it's a restaurant on Selby Avenue, a longtime tradition, traditionally St. Paul place, although it's been through three or four different names in the last 20 years. It's been burglarized twice in recent weeks. It's the Gnome, by the way. And uh, one of the people involved in setting up the Gnome, one of its owners, is uh, putting his hat in the ring after being burglarized twice in a week and getting nothing for results from the city of St. Paul. And by the way, as difficult as the criminal justice situation is in St. Paul, you can thank your lucky stars you're not in Minneapolis, where it's infinitely worse. Jacob Fry announcing that George Floyd Square will remain George Floyd Square, at least through the upcoming trial. Did I say upcoming trial? Oh, yeah. More on that coming up on the Northern Alliance as well. Can't get through this show without talking about that. Keith Ellison found out this past week that playing lawyer isn't nearly as easy in real life as it is on Law & Order or Chicago Law or L.A. Law or wherever it was he learned how to be a lawyer. <laughs> it's not looking well. If you, if you have schadenfreude for Keith Ellison, it was a very good week. If you have schadenfreude for the city of Minneapolis, it's potentially a very good week. If you live in Minneapolis, it was not a very good week, potentially foreshadowing a very bad week to come. I hope I'm wrong. I'll come back to that. But let's go back in time. I mean, looking forward in time, there is all sorts of things to be nervous about. But going back... There were things we were nervous about a year ago, almost a year ago, 11 months ago. It was about this time a year ago that we started to hear in the mainstream about this COVID thing. And you've been through this last year. You know what's happened since then. You may remember last spring and early summer what the situation was. And it reminded me, the story was back in April, May, New York uh, had a catastrophic response to the COVID situation. It was a scandal. And you may recall it was a catastrophic scandal that completely humiliated Governor Andrew Cuomo and Mayor Bill Squiggy de Blasio. Well, no, you don't, because it didn't happen. The media tamped it down. There was a contentious national election underway, and big media and the big left, I'm going to say, didn't want any splatter getting on the Democrat nominee, whoever that was going to be. And so the story got completely gun-decked. In fact, it got completely diverted from. We spent a good chunk of the last year reading, hearing from the mainstream media about how brilliantly Andrew Cuomo handled the crisis. Big media pimped his book, which was a laughable book about crisis management and the COVID epidemic, uh, in which he portrayed, or his ghostwriters portrayed him as, a, as an expert and a successful one at that in dealing with COVID in New York State. And he even was put up for an Emmy Award for his televised handling of the crisis. Well, all that's turned around in the past week. And it ties loosely into a different story, a story that's on the opposite extreme of world importance. Uh, my One of my musical favorites, Bruce Springsteen, a 71-year-old rock star uh, and one of the top-selling artists of the 1980s, really one of the top-selling uh, American uh, pop stars of the rock and roll era, uh, was pulled over on suspicion of drunk driving some time ago. He 
people are throwing some brickbats at him for refusing his first uh, the first request at a at a breathalyzer test out on the road, which, by the way, is your right to do. You don't have to take a, a field sobriety test. It's called invoking your Fifth Amendment rights. Say what you will about Bruce. He, by the way, this is his first run-in of any kind with the law in 71 years, uh, or you could almost say 56 years of being in the pop music business. That's one, uh, which, by the way, is about one month uh, in the history of, say, Led Zeppelin or the Rolling Stones back in their heyday. That's fine. It reminds me of a time, and of course, this has, between that and the infamous Jeep ad last week during the Super Bowl, it's brought out yet another round of the traditional brickbats that many conservatives reserve for Bruce. Now, 10 years ago, after the 2010, uh, 2012 election, I wrote a piece in which I cataloged all the reasons that there are so many of us on the right who are fans of Bruce Springsteen's music, not his personal politics, but his music, which at its best, from about 1975 to 1986, and then again for a little while in the early 2000s, reflected very well conservative values. Didn't mean that Bruce was a conservative, but it meant that the music he wrote did, in fact, react well with conservative uh, conservatives' points of view, which is why so many of us, Laura Ingram, Tim Pawlenty, uh, former governor of New Jersey, uh, Christie, Chris Christie, not the most conservative guy, but big fan. There's a reason. Now, I wrote this in a 12-part series on my blog called Conservatism and Springsteen, Springsteen Conservatism, yeah, back in 2012, 2013, after the 2012 election. And there was a, a gadfly commenter who has been long since banned from shot in the dark, who spent months and months and months, as I wrote this series, saying, no, he's not, no, he's not, no, he's not. So, well, Address me in musical terms and political terms. Don't be giving me stories about what. Anyway, so it kept on saying, no, she's, no, he's not. He's, and we got to the final part of the series, this commenter, who's long been banned for reasons that have nothing to do with music or politics, uh, said, oh, yeah, by the way, he is this, that, and the other thing. And so that's why people see him as conservative. And I said, wait, 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 wait. This is exactly what I've been saying for the first 11 installments, and you've been taking your, your pathetic shots at me about this. Suddenly, you say it. Oh, it's cited, by the way, from a acceptable liberal source that almost exactly what I was saying. And so my response was, you're not really fact-checking me. You're just basically holding off on asserting that something is true until an acceptably progressive source says it. Now, I will go from that, perhaps one of the least important subjects of the last 12 years, to one of the most important. Last spring, last early summer, as the, the situation in New York was collapsing, as New York skyrocketed to a, at, at one point, a death rate that was 12 times the national average, by the way, which is still well ahead of the national average, one of the top two death rates in the United States, even after the celebrated surges of last fall in the Dakotas, still, uh, New York has almost double the death rate per capita as the Dakotas or any other, uh, uh, almost double the death rate of New York per capita, even though it has a smaller population. And, and by the way, has suffered a lower, un, uh, higher unemployment rate than Florida, uh, more, uh, vastly more casualties in the long-term care system as Florida. And we have the conservative media in talk radio, uh, the likes of Breitbart, the likes of uh, the Daily Wire, called this out consistently and constantly, saying, hey, this is what's actually going on. And while you people are indulging yourselves in writing hagiographies of Andrew Cuomo, this is what's going on. And the story got stomped out in the mainstream media. Not only stomped out, not only did they, they did the opposite of ignore it. They ran as if the truth was quite the opposite. They nominated him from Emmy. They shamelessly plugged the laughable book that he wrote about himself and his response in which he posited himself as someone who was something of an expert at these things. But that's all changed over this past week. 
And it's all changed because the facts that we of the conservative alternative media were hammering on nine months ago are suddenly cool to talk about again. Now, part of it is something that I'm on the brink of calling another Berg's Law, that the so-called fact-checking industry in the modern media is not really about checking facts so much as it is about making sure that liberals and progressives get credit for anything, any truth that is told that might come out. But there's something even bigger, even nastier going on out there for the Democrats. And I'm going to come back to that as well as taking your calls when I return. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Be right back. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Here's good news. Even with high unemployment, there's still a need for hundreds of thousands of cybersecurity professionals in the U.S. right now. And my computer career is training people to help meet the demand. No IT experience? No problem. Take the free career evaluation today at mycomputercareer.edu. Start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Grants covering up to 53% of the cost are available to those who qualify. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Growing up in a broken home, I lived the challenges that face too many young people of color. I overcame both poverty and inner city violence, earned my degree, served our country, and started a family. But my story has become far too rare. That's why we've launched Take Charge Minnesota, a new organization dedicated to proving that the American dream still works for everyone, regardless of race. We're committed to restoring two-parent families, And we believe that education is empowerment. Mothers and grandmothers are the backbone of the black community. That's why we're empowering them with a message of a return to faith, family, and education. We believe that taking charge of our lives will lift our communities to new heights. I'm Kendall Qualls, and together we'll put our families on the road to prosperity. Learn more at TakeChargeMinnesota.com. Paid for by Take Charge Minnesota. Alexa, how do I fix a circuit breaker that keeps tripping? Yeah, that sounds like something to save for the professionals. You need to call Early Bird Electric. Their expertise is troubleshooting and rewires. They're offering a free service call with purchased repair. Get same-day service and a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Early Bird Electric. Call. 612, The Bird. Early Bird Electric. 612, The Bird. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. I am... Yeah, I like the sound of that. 651-289-4488. By the way, we have an exciting new addition to our on-demand lineup, the Dinesh D'Souza podcast. You know him as a New York Times bestselling author with over a dozen books out there, including one of the best biographies of Ronald Reagan you'll ever find, uh, among many others. And now there's his films, including Hillary's America, Death of a Nation, Trump Card, and many more. Here's what he's up to today with the free Dinesh D'Souza podcast at AM 1280 The Patriot. Check it out every day on AM 12 the Patriot. You can and you will know you are intellectually speaking. 651-289-4488 if you care to join us. 
Also on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, on Facebook live streaming right now on Facebook Live at Northern Alliance Radio Network, on MeWe at Mitchell P. Berg, uh, and uh, Mitch P. Berg, actually, and on Gab at Mitch P. Berg as well here, monitoring all four of the social media channels just to make sure we get everyone covered and, <clears throat> let's be honest, start moving away from the uh, people away from the big tech platforms here. Uh, taking calls in a moment here, so stay around. And by the way, if you keep trying to get in, Keep trying. If the lines are busy, don't let it phase you. We'll get to you. Anyway, we were talking before the break briefly here about Andrew Cuomo. Uh, and by the way, the situation in New York was objectively horrible. I mean, we had to listen one, you know, every night if you listen to NPR, because I did, so you don't have to. Uh, I mean, it was horrific listening to how COVID seemed to be affecting New York City. I mean, the, the hospitals were charnel houses. The hospitals were all overwhelmed, even though a U.S. Navy hospital ship sat at anchor out in the harbor, almost unoccupied the whole time until they finally sent it home because Squiggy de Blasio didn't want uh, the Trump administration to get any credit, even as people were dying all over the place. One particularly nauseating episode is as the, 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 under, as, the uh, as, as, as people were being sent back from hospitals with COVID to nursing homes, and turn them into death traps with over 10% of all nursing home residents in the whole state dying in a matter of a couple weeks. One nursing home <laughs> left a few dozen bodies in an unrefrigerated U-Haul as spring warmed up. And I know this because this is direct news from someone uh, that I know personally who is involved in the U-Haul business in the Mid-Atlantic. And, yeah, it was exactly as horrific as you are imagining. Many, many dead decomposing bodies in an unrefrigerated U-Haul as spring sprang in New York City. And the hospitals, as you know, NPR, you, you thought that we were listening to Serbia in 1994. But... Big left rallied around Mario Cuomo, spent nine months treating him as a saint walking among us, like he was an epidemiological Omar Bradley <laughs> pushing the viral foes back across the Rhine River in 1944, plumping up the sales for Cuomo's absurd public health how-to book and putting him up for an Emmy for his televised appearances until the inauguration. Now the Democrats are in charge, though, Cuomo's stock has fallen faster than GameStop did last week. Seems weird, doesn't it? Well, no, not if you understand progressives. Uh, Cuomo is not popular on the hard left, uh, but by the way, which is the part that's currently in vogue in D.C., the, the, the part that are moving the alleged moderate Joe Biden's lips for him. Uh, he's too centrist. He is, to national progressive politics, what... Phyllis Kahn and Tim Mahoney were in the Twin Cities. Liberals who are far out to the left in their immediate area, but too far to the middle for the progressive wackos who have taken over the Democratic Party nationwide, here and there. The progressive wing of the party hates Andrew Cuomo. And by the way, Mayor Squiggy has aspirations of higher office, believe it or not, absurd as it may seem. America's least competent big city mayor thinks he has a chance at the big time. And the progressive movement is doing its best as we speak to make that happen. So really, there's two theories there, and they're not mutually exclusive. Number one, the fact-checking industry is essentially there. It's almost on the brink of becoming Berg's 23rd law. The fact-check industry is primarily there to make sure that the left gets credit for any truths that emerge and that the conservatives get none, and uh, that uh, basically Andrew Cuomo is to the modern left what, jo uh, what, what Leon Trotsky was to Joseph Stalin. I, th I think what we're seeing here is a purge on the left. The progressive wing, which controls everything in D.C., including Joe Biden's every utterance, wants their slightly too moderate uh, opponent out of the way, while Cuomo's never really had any chance at the presidency with the, the way the party currently is, uh, he certainly has a powerful bully pulpit within the party.
well, he did. Not anymore. This past week, as far as it looks to me, it's been almost perfectly stage managed by the left. I mean, the news of the whistleblower blowing the, the whistle on the cover up, which, by the way, every conservative media uh, was uncovering seven months ago. But the, the news of the whistleblower coming out uh, and, and blowing the whistle on the cover up happening while the governor was at an audience with President Biden. Anyway, in addition to being too moderate for the Democratic Party, it basically he'll be making room for more progressives for the nation's, I don't know, third or fourth largest state, third or fourth most powerful governor's office, allows Democrats to claim, by the way, this is just as important, allows the Democrats to claim the, quote, credit, end quote, for getting, quote, justice, end quote, for all those seniors that died. Oh, yeah, suddenly they're the hardliners on COVID malpractice even though it was conservatives that owned that story from the beginning. I mean, if you go back through a little bit of history of the big left, this is not at all unlike Joseph Stalin ordering Leon Trotsky murdered by the the NKVD in Mexico City, long after, by the way, he had any shot at real power. This, This purge with, by the way, able assistance from a media that's giving itself leg and lip cramps, kissing Joe Biden on his um, ring, serves all sorts of purposes for big left. And it's one of several aspects of this purge that are going on even as we speak. Uh, More on that in a moment here. But let's uh, go to the phones. St. Paul, John, you are live and on the air. Go right ahead. Yeah, hello? John, you are live and on the air. Go right ahead. I'm ready. I don't hear you. Well, I hear you, so go go right ahead. Okay. All right. Thanks. So here's the issue. I live in Frogtown, yep. and uh, like everybody, I kind of keep an eye on my neighbors and my block and my neighborhood and all that stuff. So here's what's happening there. It is that people are completely frightened. Yep. They're completely alienated, and they're completely distrustful of anybody walking down the street. Yep. And if you look at the issues of livability standards in St. Paul, they are below zero. The schools, the roads, the police, if you call the police and there's a mid to low level crime occurring, they will say we might come. Yeah. And the first thing they ask you is, do you have any COVID related issues? Yep. And uh, does the person have a weapon? And if you don't enforce low-level offenses, then the big-time offenses occur more frequently. It's just common sense. Yep. And the response to crime is less than 50% of what crime occurs. So that's completely underreported. And the mayor has created an environment in, in my community in Frogtown that is totally untenable. And, 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 and by the way, I, up to it. yeah, you're absolutely right. By the way, I live up the road in the Midway uh, myself. It's had a little more leeway, but only so much. And, and Frogtown had come so far since the 1990s when Frogtown, I don't know how long you've lived in Frogtown, but I've lived in the Midway for, oh gosh, 26 years now, often, uh, off and on closer to 30. And Frogtown used to be a shooting gallery, and it came so far. I mean, it was never going to make Architectural Digest, but things were going no. so well. And then, over this past year, everything has gone straight back in the outhouse here. I mean, that's been my impression. Yours, uh, John? Well, people are always cautious in Frogtown. That's yeah. just the nature of living in an urban environment. Yep. Now they're completely frightened. People with yes. young children, people who are disabled, the elderly, but everybody feels that way, and the mayor and his staff are completely absent in understanding that they just keep complete. They just keep repeating their mantra that it will get better. Amen. Well, will it get Could better? not agree with you more, John. We need to get out there and get some change made in St. Paul. It is high time. Uh, let's go to Minneapolis, Mike. You've got about thirty seconds here. Go right ahead. Hey, Mitch. I was just—I know you're a big uh, Bruce fan, and uh, like many of us, but. You know, a number of years ago, after about 25 years plus with his band, he just basically got rid of everybody, like some, you know, giant corporation. He just fired everyone, and I know he got sued by Clarence, and um, it seems like he just did everything that he said he was against and, uh, you know, the way he talks. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it was an odd time, and he frequently, by the way, freely admitted it was a, a terrible time in his life, the early 1990s. He disbanded uh, the E Street Band, as you pointed out. He decided he had to do something different because he had been 
playing with the E Street Band in one form or another for, gosh, almost 30 years, 20-odd years. That's a long time to be doing the same thing with the same bunch of guys. He was, he admitted, suffering from serious depression at the time. He had all sorts of uh, things going on in his life, obviously, as, as shown through his marital situation in the late 1980s and so forth. He, uh, you know, I'm not here to defend that or him or his politics or anything else against him. Uh, you love the, uh, love the art, ignore the artist, as they used to say. Uh, that being said, he did his best to make amends to the band when he got them back together in 1998 after seven or eight years off. And people seem to have buried the hatchet, so I'll give them that much. Anyway, much more when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, this is Lee at the Kingdom Builders. Matthew 26, 41 tells us, Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. My wife encourages me to pray about it all the time. It is pretty much anything. It's very good advice, even in the smallest of matters. This verse makes me think about how we should be attentive to what is going on around us, too. We should stay awake and be ready for the Spirit's prompting and be willing to pray appropriately. Like the Word says in James 4, I ask wrongly so often. I'm thankful that the Word actually tells us even how to ask. If you have any comments about this or other scripture, feel free to contact me at lee at thekingdombuilders.com. That's L-E-E at thekingdombuilders.com. Or you can call us at 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. 2021 is already off to a disturbing start for conservatives. We've seen Twitter unilaterally shut down President Trump's account. The conservative platform Parler was booted off the Apple Store by Apple, and Big Tech is muzzling free speech at a speed that nobody could have predicted. Nobody except biologist and evolutionary theorist Brett Weinstein, who appeared in the film No Safe Spaces, to issue this warning about political correctness running amok. YouTube and Google, Facebook and Twitter dictate whose voices can be heard. And if those entities start trying to engineer the conversation to adhere to the rules laid out with these phony Trojan horse terms, disaster will be the result. You and your family need to see No Safe Spaces now before any more of our freedoms are muzzled. Just go to SalemNow.com to get your copy of No Safe Spaces. Visit SalemNow.com and use promo code MINNEAPOLIS to save 20%. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-482-8399. 800-482-8399. That's 800-482-8399. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget, time is coming where you can embark with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on an extraordinary 10-day adventure through the Holy Land, the Stand with Israel to October 27th through November 5th. That's something you will not be doing on this trip. You will, however, be exploring important biblical sites in the Holy Land, discovering rich details of Israel's, uh, Israel's significant, uh, significance historically and currently. <sighs> Remembering how to read, Mitch. Anyway, from the Jordan River Valley to Galilee, Jerusalem, and much more, you'll get expert insight from your guides. Dennis Prager has been to Israel so many times he's lost count. So don't fight the law. Just don't fight your urges. Just get in on the tour. Uh, go to am12a, thepatriot.com. 
uh, go to the Stand with Israel tour. But we've got worry-free booking. You don't need to worry about losing your deposit or anything. It's all covered for you. We've learned a thing or two. 651-289-4488, uh, the number to call. So we were talking before the break uh, about how Big Left is basically my, my point of view, and I will stand by this. And I'd love to discuss with anyone who's, who might disagree. But my thesis is, well, really two theses at this point. Number one, the, uh, the progressive wing of Big Left is using last year's events, which were trumpeted to the heavens by the conservative alternative media as uh, uh, pointing out how the, the complete incompetence, the catastrophic ineptitude of the Cuomo administration in managing the, the COVID epidemic in New York and how Andrew Cuomo, while he is very progressive by our standards, by your standards and mine at least as conservative talk radio, radio listeners, and by the standards of, well, most Americans, let's be honest, he's not progressive at all by the standpoint uh, from the standpoint of the Democratic Party's mainstream today, which, by the way, has moved hard, hard to the left in the last 20, 30 years or so. I mean, they have gone from being I think Larry Elder uh, was talking about this yesterday. He said he watched recently the the uh, the Nixon Kennedy debates from 1960, 60 years ago. He watched the uh, the, the debates uh, again, and he said it's striking. Sixty years ago, the Republican and the Democrat weren't that far apart on issue after issue on tax cuts. I mean, John F. Kennedy cut taxes, uh, by the way, as a, as a means of getting out of the late fifties recession. He he actually was and used it to balance the budget for the last time in recent history. Uh, in fact, he may have been more of a war hawk than Nixon. Uh, in fact, history proved. That Nixon was was more pacifist, uh, not pacifistic, but certainly more diplomatically capable of of and had reason to keep the nation out. It got the nation out of the Vietnam War that that Kennedy got us heavily into in a way that we had not been before that uh, before 1964, uh, before 1962. Actually, at, at any rate, the parties weren't that far apart 60 years ago. You cannot possibly say that now. They, they are they are. As John Hayward pointed out in our first couple of segments, uh, they have morphed from being not that I mean, New Deal versions of Republicans. And by the way, Republicans were basically Democrats with better suits back then uh, to what they are today. The authoritarian party of the corporatist bureaucratic elite and uh, the party of of the the one percent. Literally, I mean, they are the they are the party of the wealthy. They are the party of the plutocrats on issue after issue. They are the ones who side with the big money, the corporatist big money, mind you. It's, there's a reason big tech and Wall Street all donate overwhelmingly uh, to the Democrats these days. And in that context, Andrew Cuomo, while not a conservative by any rational stretch of the imagination, is too far to the center for big left to stomach gracefully. And so they don't. Which brings us to my second assertion, that the Democrats, especially the fact-checking machine, uh, the fact-checking machine specifically exists to defer realization of whatever the truth is until the Democrats, until the progressive Democrats especially, can claim credit for it. We've seen this on issue after issue from tiny trivial issues like the one I related on my blog, where a commenter exhibited that exact same behavior in Ray, my writing about the conservative vibes to Bruce Springsteen's best music, as trivial of an issue as there is in the world today, but on other issues as well. For decades, the media poo-pooed Ronald Reagan's role in bringing down the Soviet Union, or for that matter, the idea that the United States really had anything to do with the bringing down of the Soviet Union at all. Uh, by the way, Dinesh D'Souza, in his spectacular 30-year-old biography of Ronald Reagan, 25 years old, it came out in the 90s, when he was you know, one of his first books, actually, 
And it was an excellent biography. And he ran down the list. I mean, after right after the Soviet Union fell, it was common for people on the left to say, yeah, I was going to do that anyway. We all knew it anyway. Everyone knew the Soviet Union was going to uh, collapse on its own. Uh, it's really it was really Gorbachev who, who came up and, and worked with the Warhawk Reagan and brought us into a, to a smooth landing. Dinesh D'Souza points out exactly none of them, none, zero of them believed that in 1980. He ran down the list of before and afters, as Dinesh D'Souza is so wonderful at doing, listing the people who were saying, yeah, it was all going to collapse any day here now. And uh, people who were saying that in 1993 and 1994. And the, the numbers of them, those same exact people who were saying in 1978, yeah, the Soviet Union's here to stay, or in 1980, yeah, we're, the second world is a variety, is a perfectly valid approach to the world, and they're going to be here as long as we are. Or in the case of Bill Clinton's Soviet expert, Strobe Talbot, saying as late as 1991 that the idea that the Soviet Union was going anywhere, that the Berlin Wall was ever going to get torn down, that the Iron Curtain was ever going to be sent bodily figuratively and literally to the scrap heap of history, uh, was a delusion. Within a year of that actually happening, nobody believed that. And, uh, and, and as, as Dinesh D'Souza pointed out, and yet, exactly jibing with this phenomenon that I'm describing here, where the, fact check, the media's so-called fact-check industry and its various ancillaries, basically exist to defer granting credit for any truth until the progressives can claim credit for it. What do we get? We got the movie Charlie Wilson's War, starring Tom Hanks, back in the late 2000s, in which the left tried to claim credit for what they had early, earlier been saying was going to happen one way or the other anyway. The Soviet Union was always going to fall, but it took Democrat Charlie Wilson to actually make it happen, even though nobody needed to do it. God knows it wasn't Reagan. <sighs> by the way, that's one of many examples of this. We're seeing this today, by the way, in the resolutions of a number of stories, watching the left purge itself and hold off reporting on the facts that lead to these purge to make purges to make sure that no conservative news organization gets credit for it. In fact, to make sure that the Democrats get all the credit for it. New York State admitted it covered up virus deaths among nursing home residents. There are those who are saying it should lead at some point to a, a, a criminal prosecution of uh, elements of the Cuomo administration. I'll believe it when I see it. But on the other hand, it appears that Andrew Cuomo after a year, almost a year of conservatives calling this out forthrightly, loudly, and in every avenue they can, uh, that Andrew Cuomo, who, by the way, the National Review refers to as an egomaniacal, blustering, bullying charlatan who made catastrophic errors in judgment, but whose reputation was protected by CM's, CNN's primetime programming and national media, who desperately needed a heroic Democratic figure to contrast against President Trump. Well, there is no more President Trump. And so the need for Andrew Cuomo, the hero, has been tossed under the proverbial New York City subway train in exchange for Andrew Cuomo, the scapegoat, to allow the Democrats to conveniently claim credit for getting late, meaningless justice for those thousands of seniors that were killed knowingly and covered up by the Cuomo administration. We got more purging going on, though. The Lincoln Project, as, uh, as, as, as our friend Kelly mentioned in the last hour, or earlier in this hour, rather, the Lincoln Project knew about John Weaver's predatory behavior. The, the Lincoln Project, who, uh, by the way, was the, the primary never-Trumper group, a group who, as Kelly pointed out, many of us were saying, this is basically just a bunch of lefty plutocrat money and neocon uh, money. And and it was thoroughly predictable that as we round up towards the election, rather than vote for conservative principles and, and vote for anybody, but they endorsed Joe Biden. Huge shock there. Suddenly, 
now that they are of no use in tearing down President Trump, Big Left, in this case Miranda Green of New York Magazine, has now, now unveiled a deep, thorough investigation of the depravity of the Lincoln Project. John Weaver's long-time, shall we say, chicken hawk behavior. Steve Schmidt's uh, lies uh, and so forth. Steve Schmidt, of course, one-time Republican consultant, campaign manager for, I believe, Mitt Romney. Oh, yeah. Let's see what happens with, uh, with California. You've got some progressive pundits starting to take their shots at Gavin Newsom now. It may not go full it may not go full purge yet. And on the other hand, you're starting to see people on the progressive wing lining up to run against Gavin Newsom in the primaries, not to mention the rather extensive recall petitions that have been actually getting status. Where is that going to go from here? Word has it we've got Democrats queuing up to primary Tim Waltz. Why? Because he's not progressive enough. Just watch. You might see uh, Governor Waltz's uh, scapegoated for his own record on COVID yet. That's the good news. The bad news is some of you from the farther from the left will take his place. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, We were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Warning. 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 Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Ooh, 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 yeah. Imagine sharing a prayer request from your phone and seeing as those around the world take your request before God. The new Pray With Me prayer app will connect you with other Christians worldwide who have experienced the power of prayer and know the encouragement it can provide. Visit PrayWithMe.com to discover how your faith can grow when we pray without ceasing. Receive prayer. Pray for others at PrayWithMe.com. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Don't forget, Brad Carlson out on assignment all month, except for next week. We will be out at Medicine Lake, Brad and I, next week for Holes for Heroes and. 
Tomorrow, special treat, Walter Hudson, late of the uh, Talk Radio Boutique, uh, farther up the FM dial. He'll be joining us tomorrow, filling in for Brad. Next week, another special guest. Ooh, I can't tell you, but you're going to love it, Sue. Through the chill of winter, join this broadcast, whoever we are, wherever we are. This is your commandment. 651-289-4488, the number to call. (sighs) Things are are winding down towards uh, a denouement, as they say, in Minneapolis, uh, regarding the Derek Chauvin trial, the the trials, really, of the four officers involved in the death of George Floyd last year. Perhaps you've heard about it. It was in all the papers. There was a bit of a riot over it last summer, uh, including... uh, part of it that burned down a good chunk of my neighborhood in the midway in the immediate aftermath of that keith ellison our attorney general despite my best efforts decided to try and play prosecutor apparently having watched a lot of law and order back in the day uh with ed white uh, playing the the grizzled old prosecutor saying take the deal to michael moriarty it, it, it must have drawn him to the idea of being a a, a prosecuting attorney like it Sort of dead, I'm sure, for a lot of people. Michael Moriarty, Sam Waterston back in the day, fighting the big fights, made it look so easy. They almost always won, especially in the first 10 years of the series, uh, almost 40-year-long history of the various Law & Order franchises. The, the, it, looked, it looked so fun. Keith Ellison must have been thinking, ah, I can do this. I've been elected. I must be a prosecutor. And so he ramped up. Well, he decided last fall, playing to the political cheap seats, to start ramping up and down the various charges that are at the ver- against the various officers, especially Derek Chauvin, the one who whose knee was actually on George Floyd's neck. Now, I'm not going to go over all the facts of the case, since that's uh, a jury's job. There are, and we've talked about a number of them over the past few months. The the idea that well, it's it's a fact that uh, George Floyd died of a cardiac arrest. That's what was shown in the autopsy. Uh, there's a variety of different factors, almost none of which relate directly to having a knee on his throat. Say what you will about the distastefulness of the optics of that situation. Uh, that is going to be the fact, one of the key facts that is uh, brought up at trial here. And as you may recall from last, I don't know, July and August during uh, this broadcast, when Keith Ellison decided to try and ramp up the uh, the charges against the four officers from third-degree homicide to second-degree unintentional homicide. Quite a number of us who aren't lawyers and never have been lawyers but had the ability to read state statute kind of thought, wait, you're going a charge too far at the very least. Now, second-degree is, 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 there's a lot of legality to this, but... Uh, we start. A lot of us who are not lawyers but can read statute looked at this and thought, does he know what he's doing? Apparently, the answer is no. Two major rulings this past week in regarding the uh, George Floyd case. Uh, first, a judge denied the prosecution's motion to add third-degree murder to the existing charges against four former Minneapolis police officers in the death of George Floyd. Keith Ellison filed a motion requesting additional charges last week. In other words, trying to hedge his bets. You can file more than one charges in descending order, and if you fail to prove the higher of the charges, you can still get them on the lower of the charges. Derek Chauvin had originally been charged with third-degree murder in Floyd's death, but Judge Peter Cahill dismissed that charge for lack of probable cause. Minneapolis case law has historically regarded third-degree murder as a death-causing act that cannot be directed as a single person. In other words, particularly nasty manslaughter. The charge is still second-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter. Ellison wanted the third-degree murder charges reinstated, also wanted to charge the other three former officers with third-degree murder. Currently, Tuthal, Thomas Lane, and J. Alexander King face aiding and abetting charges in the case. Things have been rolled way back. The Court of Appeals ruled uh, in an unrelated case, Mohammed Noor's shooting, that third-degree murder may occur even if the death-causing act endangered only one person. Ellison argued that rule is presidential. He got shot down with prejudice. Another case further ruining Keith Ellison's very, very bad week. Minnesota Court of Appeals has dismissed a prosecution request to delay the trial of Derek Chauvin and rejoin the cases with the three other defendants. Chauvin is charged with second-degree murder and a second-degree manslaughter in Floyd's May 2020 death. 
Former officers King, Tao, and Lane are each charged with aiding and abetting. Uh, Judge Peter Cahill ordered Chauvin to stand trial in March, less than a month out, while the other former officers will go to trial in late summer. In its ruling issued Friday, the Minnesota Court of Appeals said that the state had, quote, not established a basis for our review of the district court's pretrial orders. We conclude that the state has not shown that proceeding with Respondent Chauvin's trial in March 2021 would significantly reduce or seriously jeopardize the likelihood of a successful prosecution of any of the defendants. The court wrote in its ruling, this is the sound of a case, a prosecution on life support. From what I can tell as a non-lawyer, other non-lawyers echo that. Let's talk briefly about why this is a problem for Keith Ellison. Here's the here are the elements of murder in the second degree. These are the things that the prosecution has to establish beyond a reasonable doubt to get a conviction for second-degree unintentional homicide, which is the charge in play at this point. Whosoever does, this is reading from the statute for second-degree homicide, whoever does uh, either of these uh, following is guilty of murder in the second degree and may be sentenced to imprisonment for not more than 40 years. Number one, causes the death of a human being with intent to affect the death of that person or another, but without premeditation. There's another element that relates to drive-by shootings, which are clearly not applicable. But Subdivision 2 says unintentional murders. Whoever does either of the following is guilty of unintentional murder in the second degree and may be sentenced to imprisonment of not more than 40 years. Number one, causes the death of a human being without intent to affect the death of any person while committing or attempting to commit a felony offense other than criminal sexual conduct in the first or second degree with force or violence or a drive-by shooting, or the second part relates to people who've taken out restraining orders. Now, this requires that it be shown that Derek Chauvin was in the middle of create, uh, committing a felony when he killed, allegedly killed George Floyd. When asked what the crime was, Keith Ellison was only able to say, assault? So, The idea being that if you are an officer who has to use any physical force, you're committing assault? A felony? By the way, murder in the uh, third degree, uh, probably not uh, acceptable either. Depending, that's not without even getting into the facts of George Floyd's death. Brace yourself, Minneapolis. Whatever happens, this is going to be ugly. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. We're here with another satisfied JTR Roofing customer. What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update. We needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that they were offering, as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. 
I got into an accident on my way home from work one day and my car was totaled. Hi, I'm Diana from Shoreview. So the rental that I was given was an Elantra. So I was like, I like this car, I wanna go find an Elantra. I'm a first time car shopper and I had to do it all by myself because I don't have any family around. I was very scared walking into it because I always hear those cliches about car shopping. When I first walked through the doors at Invergrove Hyundai, they greeted me with a smile and they seemed like very genuinely kind people. I was surprised at how painless the process was. If you're looking for a great deal on a car and an excellent care team, I highly recommend Invergrove Hyundai. Get up to $3,500 in total savings and 0% financing for up to 60 months on the 2021 Tucson. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain, and Hyundai Assurance. Online at InvergroveHyundai.com. Celebrating two decades on air, this is AM1400.